On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we break down our matchup against the Packers' number one trade possibility, J.J. Watt and the Houston Texans. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod and our new website, PackersPodcast.com. Jones, look at that balance! Aaron Jones, see ya! Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Packer It Up Packers Podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome back. So I'm going to start here. Uh, is a player by the name of Deshaun Watson somehow still underrated? Oh, 100%. He, he is the epitome of a guy in the NFL. Your success depends on your team's scheme and coaches. This guy should be on the level of Mahomes, and he's not because Bill O'Brien was there and traded away all of his talent. Deshaun is such a special talent. I hope... He's still young enough. I hope his career turns around and he gets an opportunity to to show it at the national level. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's. Whoa. Ooh. I'm going to jump he's... in before you. Wait till he shreds. Embarrass yourself. Okay, okay. Same go, go, go. Same amount of touchdowns. Three more interceptions. Sacked nine or uh, twelve more times than Rodgers. Pretty much the exact same rating i mean this guy is literally scrambling for his life he has a hundred yards on the ground already like i i i feel so bad for him and i know he just cashed straight in this year but you but look at him he is he cashed in and then they're like we're gonna get rid of your talent that would be like roger saying hey i'm good for another four or five years and they're like okay goodbye Devonte." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't. I still can't believe they traded away. Still can't believe that trade. Yeah, the whole franchise is just in this state, and I guess we're just jumping right into it on this on this special preview episode. This whole franchise is in this state of you just need to annihilate them, and the offense is going to put up points. But you, it's it's like the wounded dog mentality. <laughs> we, might have, we might have to cut this. But it's like the wounded dog mentality. You just got to put them out of their misery. So let's yeah. break down. Let's break down the Houston Texans schedule because I actually think I'm I am more nervous for this game than I was against the Buccaneers. This is how they started their season at Kansas City against Baltimore and at Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. which is just murderer's row. So then they finally get Minnesota. They lose by by eight. Win against Jacksonville and then had uh, Tennessee Titans tried everything in their power in the second half to lose that game uh, between missed field goals, block field goals, interceptions. They did everything they could. <laughs> they lost in overtime. I I don't know if anybody has a harder schedule coming into this game. So though I look at the one and five record and by no means do I go, oh, boy, they're they're a, a junk team compared to everybody else. But. Deshaun Watson is doing everything he can. David Johnson, poor man out in this whole trade, only has three touchdowns. Will Fuller, 
when he is healthy, mm. is an absolute beast. Uh, and then it, it very much feels kind of like the Packers offense in terms of names you know, but you're not quite sure where they're at in terms of Cooks, Cobbs, Fells. So let's start with our defense versus Houston offense, which has been putting up points. But can we contain Will Fuller with a running game, which includes the very own Mr. Watson we talked about? You know, the the good news about this game is their strengths on offense are our strengths on defense. Passing Watson's arm um, over the past three games, he's gone. 300 yards, two touchdowns, 359, three touchdowns, 335, four touchdowns. I mean, if if he is not on, they're not winning the game. Um, and, and the Packers secondary has done a very decent job, especially the past two weeks. Um, I mean, they had Tampa Bay had ran a lot because they were so up. But I mean, holding Tom Brady 166 yards is something to be said for. Um, and then the week before, they were also pretty good against Atlanta. So I'm excited to see the secondary, and I think we can compete. Will Fuller worries me, but if you put Jair on him, you know, it's not as big of an issue. Uh, I I think he covers him pretty well. Um, The one that actually scares me a little bit is actually Brandon Cooks. Um, The past two games, he's uh, actually started to heat up and connect with Deshaun Watson a little bit. Um, So that's always a little scary because he he still has a little talent left. Yeah, and is Kevin King questionable yet? I would assume if he was on the field for it was a game time decision, he'd be back this week. But hopefully, because Savage is not practicing as far as we're aware right now. Uh, I'm not on the same page as Josh. And and Josh was right last week with the Buccaneers defense. So maybe I need to defer to to the smarter (laughs) one on the podcast. But, you know, ultimately, there's there's this running question of is Will Fuller a number one wide receiver? And. When healthy, he's showing that he can be, and it, it hasn't been consistent, but he's currently healthy, and he can be. He's putting up 100 yards and a touchdown pretty much every week he's on the field, and to Josh's point, I totally agree. You put Jair on Will Fuller, and you're fairly confident outside of Will Fuller's like world-class speed. You're fairly confident that Jair can hold him to under 100, and if he gets a touchdown, so be it, but my concern is that Cooks, Stills, Cobb, let's not forget Kiki Kuti, who was like their number two receiver no less than 18 months ago. These guys, I think we have safeties that have been a weakness on our defense and Savage is currently hurt. I think they go deep with good enough players that they can stretch our defense. And there's a there's a pro and con to them being able to stretch our defense. So the Texans are actually, well, Deshaun Watson specifically, he's third in the NFL in total passing yards. And it's really because it's all they have. So he's third in the NFL in total passing yards, but he has less attempts than anybody in the top eight. Mm -hmm. So with less attempts, he's going deep folks. That's what I'm trying to say. He's going deep. They're second in the league in 20 plus yard plays in the passing game. And I think that's their opportunity to score on us. And we haven't seen enough out of Amos and or Savage to be convinced that, you know, our special talent in Jair can cover the flaws of the entire secondary. So I expect the Texans to put up points. The saving grace is that their run game is nothing to respect. Their offensive line is actually really well regarded in the PFF rankings for run blocking. 
but they just don't have a running back that that can do any damage. So they they give away DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, and it, and yet there's really no run game to respect here. So what I want to see from the Packer defense is this pass rush that we have not been able to find this year. We need to find it. It's a it's a get right game for the pass rush. So whether that means we need to deploy a few more stunts or scheme some guys open, Deshaun's a special talent. The O line's respectable, but there's no run game to honor as the linebackers. So we need to use that to our advantage. The play action we can't bite on, and we can send some people here and create some pressure. Yeah, I, I 100% agree, and and that's why I think the secondary is going to have a good game because I think we actually are going to get that pressure this week. Um, I they have to they have to do something. They're they're just not creating enough pressure on passing downs. And I'm not saying sacks. I'm not asking for sacks. I just want hands in face, bodies in his way, make him get uncomfortable. That's all we need to do. The quarterbacks have just been sitting and deciding on their own time way too much this year. So I I hope I see more of that. I don't even care if we don't even get one sack because it's Deshaun Watson, you know. I mean, they have given up 16, but... He's going to escape a couple for sure. Yeah, so, but just get in his face, cause pressure, and that's when our secondary can create some damage. Yeah, I feel the same way about this game as I felt last year playoffs against Russell Wilson, where you just you don't have the ability to contain him fully. You just need to make him not hurt you. And last year we gave Russell Wilson one touchdown pass. That was it. Um, And and you look at Deshaun Watson, his uh, when you're looking at completed air yards. So how far that ball is going before it's completed? He's second in the league. And wow. every single time he's at 8.1, by the way, first is Kirk Cousins, which, whoa. <laughs> but, yeah. Sean so. <laughs> <laughs> league leading an interception. But, yeah, you have a Texans team that's third in the league in terms of, of passing yards. And so uh, per game, it, it's it, – I think it is to our strong suit. But then I also look at last game, if Kevin King isn't quite there, if Savage isn't quite there in terms of health – We've seen Josh Jackson be able to step up, but then fault. Uh, Chandon Sullivan has moments where he looks amazing uh, and then falls back. Uh, I saw uh, Chris Barnes was on the, the the did not practice list, which always scares me a little bit because I, I like his ability in terms of roaming with Deshaun uh, and kind of being that, hey, fall back, but then catch. But I, I think this all comes down to – Mike Petting got a lot of heat this week, a lot stemming from why aren't we rushing? What are we doing? Why are we playing back? Why are we playing conservative? I have a hard time believing that he doesn't get something out of the Smith boys this week. Like this feels like Preston. I know you're going back in coverage. You can clean up messes like this is your cleanup week that you need to take advantage of it. But between Clark and Big Z, we just need to be at least able to corral him somewhat in the backfield because they are giving up sacks because he is their weapon. But it scares me a little bit. Uh, if we, if we can hold them like we did Russell last year, I, I have all the confidence in the world will take care of business. But if we let him get free and get comfortable, it's going to be a very, very long day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, did you guys see Chris Barnes was rated on PFF second behind Patrick queen last week? Did you see that? Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. So we got just as good of a linebacker (laughs) as we wanted (laughs) on draft. 
Totally. But yeah, oh, and they gave they've given up 19 sacks. You're right, Foose. They've given up 19 sacks on the year, so that is a that is a decent amount. It it really boils down, guys, to while their passing game is deep shots galore, Fuller can stretch your safeties. Their rushing yards are third to last in the league. The Packers have almost 200 yards over what the Texans have put out already. So the Packers defense, this stat came out this week, and it was just mind-blowing because last year the strength of this defense was the Smith brothers. Like everyone was pumping out T-shirts about the pressures from the Smith brothers. The pressures through five games in 2019 was 128. The pressures through five games in 2020 is 53. Holy shit. It's not even Uh, close to half. And (laughs) and Deshaun Watson is a nice opportunity to at least get that pressure count up. Like you said, Josh, he's pretty good at escaping the actual sack. But there's no reason we don't pressure this guy 20 times. Well, let's turn our attention to our offense that could not, could not withstand the pressure last week. Good Lord. <laughs> this Houston Texans team, uh, I think, have pieces, uh, but they're just not quite putting it together. And we talked about quite a hard schedule. They have the third highest points against as a defense and also the third most yards per game against at 424 yards a game. So... How do we feel about our offense completely mentally throwing away whatever the hell just happened last week? Get back on track and take care of business. Gosh, I I need to hear from you. And let me just tell the listeners, I watched the game back once, the Texans game, and just nobody popped off the tape. Their defense was super disappointing. So I really want to hear from you because you watched the game back twice just to be extra super smart for all of our listeners. <laughs> what did you see from this defense that we need to react to? Well, to, to Ryan's point, he brings up a great point. They have played the Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, who have done pretty darn well, Minnesota, who has Dalvin Cook, and then Tennessee Titans. Those five are some of the best offenses in the NFL. Um, I mean, you can argue all day, but yeah, and, I, I would and Cook argue had a huge game against them. He, like he it, did. It, yeah. So, so with that said, I mean, man, and they're about to play the Packers. Like I feel bad for this defense. They've got to be worn out. They've got to be beat up. So I love this matchup because they just are coming out of a bruiser against the division rival, Tennessee Titans. I mean, they were beating each other up in that game. Um, just like you said, Tennessee, eight the the linebackers up they were getting to the safety level um they had multiple runs uh, long runs with derrick henry uh, where he was just running through people so i think this defense has to be beaten up after that game yeah the, the defense plays like they're beaten up and like they've played five good teams i just don't necessarily see the life in this defense that much and I, the the point that concerns me, though, from a defense that I don't think has many players, like they don't have the Devin White and the Levante David. They don't have the Carlton Davis. The point that concerns me is the Buccaneers blitz the third most in the NFL. You want to guess who blitzes the fourth most in the NFL? Houston. The Texans. So we had a problem addressing it with our starting offensive line. 
And now Bakhtiari is not practicing. And now as a veteran, he probably doesn't have to practice and he can just suit up on Sunday and do a damn good job at it. But the idea that he's not practicing and we're going to face a team that blitzes as much as the Buccaneers did and we struggled as much as we did against the Buccaneers, there's my concern. But the rest of this defense, they're letting the run game happen. So I, I expect Aaron Jones to be the slasher, the swifty runner. I expect Jamal Williams to be the pounder. Like He's no Derrick Henry, but imitate that power running game with him. Maybe even see a little A.J. Dillon and then just sprinkle – and then just sprinkle in the passing game for the big hitters. I really think mm-hmm. that they can just focus on the run. It, I'm telling you with the linebackers, watch number 50. This guy can be exposed. Tyrell Adams. I watched him bite so much on play action. And then even in zone schemes, he was letting Ferkser, Tennessee's tight end. Ferkser, I barely know her. He was letting Ferkser. <laughs> He was letting Ferkser just sit in a zone wide open, and he wasn't reacting to it at all. I expect LaFleur to see that on film and free up some Bobby Tanyan. Which, did, did you guys he, see Tanyan is now Tanyan? No, he's not. No, he's Heck, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we, not. we tweeted out, <laughs> you are always Tanyan to us. Is, is he healthy? Is he is he healthy to, and ready to go? He's questionable, isn't he? Yeah. I hope he goes because I, I think you're right, Dan. I, I – I swear, I think we made the same notes. Um, the linebackers are this team. I mean, the secondary, the past two weeks, have made Gar- Gardner Minshew um, look very well. 300 y- yards to the air for two touchdowns. And Tannehill threw for four touchdowns. So the secondary is really nothing special. And just like Dan said, take the linebackers out of it. Control the game and run it and pound it. Make them tired so come third, fourth quarter, they, they don't even want to be there anymore. Um, I, I, I think we can have a lot of success through the air. I think it'll be there, but I think we should just control the game. I, I, I don't see us airing it out too much, but may, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Yeah. I, there's only two teams in the NFL who have given up more than a thousand yards rushing. One is the Houston Texans. The other is the Dallas Cowboys who have fallen off the face of the earth defensively. Uh, and if you look at Dan, you mentioned it. Cook went crazy. Henry went crazy. It's these big backs. And that's where I really, really hope that we see these kind of dual back sets where if we're not having Irvin available to kind of move, let's get Jones moving. You know, the wheel routes are open against the Buccaneers and we never went back to it. And so this is the game for Jamal Williams to run up the gut as hard as he possibly can. I would love to see Dylan, who I thought ran really well. Granted, it was kind of in garbage time towards the end of the game, but I wouldn't mind seeing Jones as yet he's kind of always in motion. He's the guy. Is it, are we handing off to him? Is he just coming out and taking a block? Is he faking the handoff and going out on the route? I think Jones becomes Irvin this game in terms of creating some kind of motion for this offense because the, this defense, I know we talk about JJ, but it's just they're not where they need to be. And so if we can get the running game going, we will be just fine. But more importantly, as we discovered last week, if we have no motion and we're just setting up and going, it's it's going to be a long day again. So I hope it works out. I, I don't expect, even though they blitz as much as, as the Bucks, I don't expect Rodgers to be as just completely frazzled as he was last week. But it starts with, can this running back crew break some tackles and get free? 
So with that, let's predict our Sunday matchup, Packers versus Texans. I'll go first, boys. Uh, I, I, I honestly almost picked a loss this week. Uh, the Texans are a very good team, um, but but I think they're just beat up. And coming out of that Titans game where they went into overtime, I just don't think they have enough. Um, so I got the Packers 27-20, um, and I think our defense steps up in the red zone. I, I, I don't doubt that they will probably get 300 yards through the air or close to it. Um, but I think we stop them come the red zone and I think we get multiple turnovers. Uh, I think our secondary has some fun, um, because like I said, I, I, they have to create pressure this week. They have to prove that they can do it. Um, they haven't done it uh, other than Z that one week, Z smooth with, uh, three sacks in that one week. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm putting it on the defense. Come on, show it boys. And then MVP, just like Ryan said, I think Jamal Williams has a day. Uh, he's been running fierce the past two weeks, um, and I hope they give it to him. Um, he, he's been making some really nice plays, um, and I think he gets 120 total yards. And then just one oh. touchdown because Rodgers likes to spread it around. But I think 120 total yards. 120. Is that pass? <laughs> is that running and receiving? Yeah, total? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. But you call the Texans defense beat up. And I just call them no life. <laughs> this is just a team that literally I listened to a Texans podcast as part of my research. The the athletics uh, beat writer, you know, the the forced podcast that those guys have to do. And he's literally lining up trades. He's talking about with the new GM, here's what we could line up. And, you know, if we just lose a game or two, we can offload these guys in contract situations. They're, they're not in this to win anymore. And that's why I feel so bad for Deshaun Watson. But, you know, maybe we'll have J.J. Watt next week. That won't happen. But the Packers have never lost two in a row with LaFleur. And this is the perfect team to make sure it continues. They're just dangerous enough that we have to respect them. You can't predict a 20-point victory, but you can't lose to a team like this when you have Super Bowl aspirations. They have no coach. The coach and the GM, same guy, have been fired. They got rid of all their talent, and now they're looking at a great quarterback with the rest of the roster like, what do we do with this? Packers just have to take care of business. I've got them 34-30, and I think that's Texans covering late. And it, like you said, I've got the running game as the feature. I got Aaron Jones getting 22 carries. Jamal gets 10. The Packers run the ball at least 35 times to just pound it down their throats. Yeah. Win, win by four. I don't know why I went with Aaron Jones getting 22 carries. It just felt right, so I called it. So Aaron Jones is the MVP. The over-under for this game is 56 and a half, and I would crush the under. I think this is one of those games that really? you are going to be needing that beer because it is so ugly. Like you just talked about both defenses not being strong. I don't think, but I, I also don't have any trust in the offense in, entirely, especially if Tanya and Irvin, this whole group, I just, I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be one of those where the Packers will end up winning 24-20, uh, and it's just like it's just one of those win ugly games that we just needed to get back on track and we'll be just fine after this. But it's going to be that just weird game. Yeah, um, I mean, the Houston Texans, I mean, any team that beats the Houston Texans this year, it's a win ugly win. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure. So it, they're a good team. They show up and they're always in the game. And I'm going to give my MVP to I, I need this. He needs this. Preston Smith. 
<laughs> will finally do something. <laughs> I tried that last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should have one of us always say his name each week because we're going to look like geniuses at some point. <laughs> but, yeah, I do think the Packers moved to 5-1. and one. I think Chicago slips up. We're back in the first, and we get in our groove again in terms of let's go – and take care of business, but it's just going to be an ugly game. I'm I'm not looking forward to this game, uh, at least not this season. You said they only play ugly games, but, I mean, if you're defining ugly by low scoring, the Titans put up 45, 40-something to 30-something. I mean, it's, look, can we get a little friendly bet going? You both went in the 40s, and I'm in the 60s. Over-under in Vegas is, what, 56.5, you said? Yep. Mm-hmm. Under. How, how much do you want to pay me after Sunday? Oh boy! One taco gordita crunch. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. You can door dash it to Raleigh. <laughs> so we're battling over poops now. Great. Um, I'm, I'm looking for. On <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for a get right game, boys, and I I expect the offenses to have a good time, and uh, we'll create some pass rush. But I think Deshaun Watson will score anyways. It's just what he does. Well, that will do it for this episode. We'll see if our 56-and-a-half bet and on Taco Bell, who wins. I know everybody's excited for that. But until next time, thanks, everybody. Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!